You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This show is dedicated to helping you build confidence, hear inspiring stories, and journey with me and being unashamed in broadcasting your authentic self. Today, we have a five times number one salesperson of the year, senior sales executive at Metagrowth Ventures, and someone I'm very interested in learning from, Shane Lever. Shane, so happy to hear have you on here. And I want to start you off with a question, uh, just to get started, is what does communicate with confidence mean to you in your own life and your own journey? Awesome, Luke. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. Um, yeah, um, communicating with confidence is finding the courage that you need to speak your mind or say what needs to be said in any, any mm-hmm. sort of situation. You know, that's, that can be difficult. It can be challenging. I, uh, you know, I was a, a shy, quote unquote, shy kid. And I, I broke out of that in my probably my later high school, college years, and then afterwards, really finding like who I am and what I represent and creating my own moral code of like, you know, I, it's not okay for me not to speak up now yeah. in situations where before I would not say anything, have a visceral attack of like, you know, shut mm-hmm. down and being frozen and then regretting it later and then thinking about it later and then suffering about it. It's like, no, man, break through that stuff. Say what needs to be said. You can always, if you say something that you didn't mean, that's okay. You can go back to that person and say, Luke, I'm sorry. You know, I would never right. make fun of that beautiful hair of yours ever. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, but I think, and I think very well listening, immediate reason, you see why I want to chain on here. Uh, we had one conversation and immediately I'm just like, hey, hey, hey you want to be, you want to be, you want to be on the podcast? Um, but, and something that I was introduced to Shane uh, through a coaching client of mine, and we're talking about cold outreach, we're talking about sales, like, hey, I want to kind of do what this guy did to me. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, look at this. Watch this. And he pulls up uh, a message from Shane to him. And it's and all it is is a video of him going through his website and saying, hey, by the way, really love your website. Here's some things. You know, here's here's some things you're doing right. Here's some things that uh, maybe you can improve on. Here's some things I can help you with. Like, let's set up a meeting to talk. And I was bl- absolutely blown away by not only that, like, quote unquote, strategy, but also the way you delivered it. It, feel, it felt very authentic and real. And it didn't feel like you're trying to scam me or, or even to sell me. It mm-hmm. felt very authentic. It felt like you're trying to help. And uh, that's why I was just absolutely, that's how I first really thought was introduced to you and really thought, I like this guy. And, but I want to start, like, every success story has a beginning. Mm-hmm. And I want to I go back. Um, and I love going back and specifically with your first job or what you might consider your first job, even though it's not, maybe not legally, technically a job. What, what, what was that first of all? And how, in looking back, what were some things you took from that, that has helped transform you and you've carried with you through your life? Awesome. Great question. Um, my first job was in, um, well, the job I want to tell you about was one of my Mm -hmm. first jobs, right? I had a a job like serving um, in high school that was like for birthday parties. But the job that when you were asking me this question that came to my mind was I did an internship in college my senior year. It was called college works. It's a painting company that they teach you how to market and sell paint jobs to homeowners in your surrounding area. Um, I had some friends do it. So I was just like all in blindly, not really knowing what it was, what it looked like. So the first day they're like, all right, we're going to teach you how to knock on doors. I'm like, knock on doors. <laughs> I'm not knocking on doors. What do you mean? <laughs> Who's knocking on these doors? Uh, yeah, that's step one of marketing is you go yep. knock on doors. Yep. So I was just kind of thrown. I threw my hat over the wall and I had to just figure it out, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I guess I'm knocking on doors. And then I knocked on a bunch of doors. I was very enthusiastic. So I got a lot of interest. 
Mm -hmm. right? I set up like 40 leads in a weekend, which was like a company record and unheard of. Yeah. And then yeah, I had to go sell these jobs, right? So I had to go into their home and sell them on the paint job that they needed. Mm -hmm. I went and you can ask my, I have a good friend, Eric, who was my district manager at the time. And we're like friends for life still. Like, I love that guy. Mm -hmm. He was my manager. I went one for 47 in my leads selling, right? Wow. Awful. They were like, what is wrong yeah. with this kid? He seems perfectly okay. <laughs> he seems decent. How is he got, not selling You got the leads. You yeah. got the leads. He's not selling anything. And I just... I just, my, my friend was like, you're just kind of like a puppy dog that doesn't know better. You just keep going back and back and back and back. I was like, dude, mm -hmm. I know that if you guys can do this, I can do this. This is my mm -hmm. first kind of venture into business. It's getting my foot in the door, but it's possible. So I know I can do it. I just got to figure it out. I got to So I started reading books. Yeah. I developed some really good habits. I started asking a lot of questions from successful people mm -hmm. before you knew it, man, the busiest part of the year took place. And there was a big Las Vegas um, sales reward. So if you sold the most in the month of uh, June and or July, you would get to take you and your friends to Las Vegas on this trip. So I'm down in the dumps. I'm the worst internship they yeah. have in the country, right? It's a big internship. Ooh. I hit the ground running, man. And I just kind of something clicked for me. And mm -hmm. probably what you saw in my video was like kind of a warm and welcoming like presence, right? I had to develop yep. that for myself and find my, my authentic voice speaking and selling. So when I look right. back on it, I was selling, quote unquote, selling, being a salesperson that I saw in the movies and what I thought a salesperson was. I was the aggressive, like, like mm -hmm. this is the offer on the table, I'm going to walk away and thinking that works. Dude, I don't even, it makes me cringe. It makes me cringe to think about what I was probably like in those meetings. Oh, oh, I I relate very heavily to that. I, I, I've had some terrible sales meetings um, where I almost... Oh, I don't even want to, I don't even, I'm so glad that nothing was recorded. There's no evidence of that, that ever <laughs> happened. So that Las Vegas, you know, trip was on, on the line. And I just said, yeah. what do I have to lose? I'm the worst intern in the country. So I just started working even harder because I was already working hard. Mm -hmm. Man, something clicked. I, I, I found my, my true, authentic, genuine confidence and voice. And I was just myself with clients. And I, I sold the most. I won the trip. It was like, I figured wow. this out. I started my, my own painting company like two months later because I just had such a transformation. I was like, I can do this better than you guys can now. So I'm going to start <laughs> my own. And man, yeah. that was the start of my entrepreneurial businessman career was being so terrible and having the worst summer ever. And then the last month turning it around and making something special out of it. I, I, I love that story. And it's true. Like the, with the right amount of pressure can do wonders. Too much pressure, mm -hmm. you crack. Too little pressure, you kind of stand still. With just the perfect amount of pressure, um, it just has amazing results. And during that time, uh, during that summer, was that the time that you really saw the change from like the shy kid to a much more outgoing and like authentically broadcasting yourself person? Or was yeah. there something else that kind of was helped that transformation? There were, there were a few things. That was one of them. It was like I got confidence that, hey, I just overcame a huge obstacle for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm super proud of myself for doing that. Um, and then I, you know, obviously I had enough confidence. It was, I, I dropped out of college and I went and started my own company. I brought a, a big check home to my parents and I was like, Hey, wow. look what I made this summer. <laughs> they were like, All right, man, I guess you can do whatever you need to do. Cause they, they obviously wanted me to finish. Um, right. they were supportive. Um, I, so that I, I understand that. Yeah. And I think it's really important to have a, a really close circle of friends. Um, I have, mm -hmm. you know, three different circles of friends. I have high school friends, college friends, and then after college, post-college friends. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, we kind of commingle with one another as well, but I just am at home and safe and they're encouraging and they, 
also are straight with me when they're like, Hey man, yep. you're not doing well here. What's going on with this? You need to, you need to cough something up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I was too in college and after college really into self-development. So I took courses. I did this course called Landmark that I thought was amazing. I read a bunch mm-hmm. of books um, and it just had me be at home with myself. And that's where my business success comes from. It's just, it's kind of me expressing myself out in the world. Exactly. And that, I mean, and that's, the, that's what this Communicate with Confidence is all about. Everything that I do, that's that's what it's all about. Is just fi- it's finding like who you are, what you're capable of, and then and then going out and doing it, which you did. And um, I want and your story, it, it's great. But I want to dive deep into a point in the middle of between that, you know, that point of where you're making those sales, and now today, I want to go over one high and one low. And let's go over the low first. Um, what was a point that? It felt like maybe you couldn't move on. Something happened to where you just felt like, I'm going to give everything up. I'm going to settle for something less. Um, and then what kind of pushed you through that moment? Hmm, great question, Luke. Um, you know, I think of a down point for me. I moved from Denver to Miami. Okay. Uh, my friend and I had played, you know, baseball together for years. And we were always in these like really small, mm-hmm. you know, towns. And we're like, let's go live the high life, right? And this is during the recession. <laughs> So we moved oh. to Miami and everyone's like, why did you just move to Miami from Denver? Like it's, the economy is terrible here. And we were like, kind of, you know, cocky about it. Like, no, we're fine. We have a, we have a house paint yep. company. We know what to do. Right. Yeah. How well, old are you? If I, if I might ask at this time, 23, 24. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like right after college. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, you know, the Miami market is not like Denver. I can knock on anybody's door in Denver and set up a lead, you know, right. for, for the most part, right? People mm-hmm. who know, and there's jerks out there, whatever. But in Miami, man, it's a different culture. They're yep. so skeptical of you right away <clears throat> that mm-hmm. you can't even get your foot in the door to say, like, so I went through all of my savings within three months, broke, oh, no. had to borrow money, um, had to set up a new painting company with a whole new business plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended and, and it was just like, I was depressed. I was sad. I was crying. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to move back home and live with my parents with my, you know, tail mm-hmm. between my legs and like, what am I going to do now? Um, so that was a really, really low for me. And I had a really good friend of mine, Steve, who was my business partner at the time. We just had such a great attitude and I got a lot of inspiration from him. He was like, let's just keep moving forward. This is just a bump in the road. Let's, you know, it was mm-hmm. like that encouraging partner I had to get me through. And, uh, you know, he's just such a, you know, again, surrounding yourself with an inner circle that, you know, people that you love that you can be genuine with it and that they can be genuine with you. Um, You know, I always, I always wonder, you know, if you can, if you feel comfortable, you know, gossiping or saying bad things to somebody, you know, there's a reason you feel comfortable saying those things to somebody. (laughs) Right. People in my life can't come up to me and start complaining and being a victim or talking about somebody else. I'm like, well, I don't, Mm -hmm. what do you, no, 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 go tell them. If you got an issue, tell them. Uh-uh. And if you're if you're down in the dumps, yep. let's come up with a plan and let's get you out of yep. this. Like, there's a solution for everything, and that's what happened in Miami. Like, we built up a company. I actually ended up selling that company to my friend who wanted to stay there and keep running it, and wow. I wanted to move back to Denver. I have friends and family here, um, yeah. and that was kind of the plan all the time was just to move down there for a little while. But man, it was like it was like optimism and action, even in the face of tears and depression and mm-hmm. debts. Like that's yep. heavy and uh, there's a burden on you when you're in that position. So just action, action gets you out of that funk. Yeah. Action gets you new opportunities, no matter how you feel, take mm-hmm. some action, man. And that's all we did. And we, we ended up, you know, getting out of that, 
full. Yeah, I I love though that combination of optimism and action. I talk. I mean, I uh, the, those of you listen to this podcast know I've talked. I talk primarily to teenagers, and that's the primary audience that I give speeches to. Go to going to high schools, and action is a huge part of it. But it's so hard, like especially if you're dealing with something, you know, a clinical disease. You're dealing with something like just huge and terrible, and something that might be with you your entire life. Take being optimistic and taking action is difficult. But all it takes is just a little bit. Like it just takes the smallest amount because it snowballs. Like the more you have a tiny bit and then you take one action, like you get up, you know, and drink more water. Then once you're up, then you're able to be a little bit more optimistic. You're able to take more action because you're standing up now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I absolutely love that combination of it. And I might be stealing that in the future. Okay. <laughs> um, <Go for> <laughs> well, referencing I'll, I'll steal it. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to take this clip and post it everywhere. Uh, Cause I absolutely love that. Okay. We we've gone through the lows. Everyone goes through lows. It's some it's nothing to be ashamed unashamed of, and it teaches us so much about ourselves and you know what where we're going. Let's celebrate. Like what's that moment? And really like walk us through the moment of how you felt during like a what we would, what you would call your greatest success or the most meaningful success to you. Take us through that moment and how you felt and what was it. So what comes to mind for me is um, I joined um, a company that, uh, you know, and this was moving back from Miami, starting new, just sold mm-hmm. my company. Move, it's, so I was like, I had a blank slate. Like, what am I going to do? I wanted to right. learn a new industry. So I hopped into this new company and, um, mm-hmm. and um, it was a door-to-door company. <laughs> but I didn't know it at the time. I was like, what is going on with me? Why do I keep track of this? So um, kind of to, to make a, a long story as short as I possibly can, I ended up building up a team and selling more than anybody in the country for, I think it was four or five years. And I was getting rewards on stage, right? Like, here's your, here's your trophy. You're the, you were the number one salesperson. Again, walking mm-hmm. across the stage in front of the whole company. And those moments are the moments that I cherish where it's like all the hard work pays off, you know, that's even like kind of my North stars or it was my North star. I'm doing something new now, but it's like, I just mm-hmm. thought of that moment over and over again. So when it happened, it was kind of familiar. It was kind of like, yeah, of course. Cause you visualized it. Yeah. I yeah. wanted it more than everybody. I would yeah. get motivation out of other people's success too. I wouldn't be like jealous. I would be like, all right, great. Mm-hmm. How much did you sell last week? Awesome guys. We're selling twice that, you know, <laughs> I get my team behind me and pumped up and ready to go. And um, you know, it's just fun to celebrate because you work your butt off all year long and then you get that one night to celebrate it. Yep. And that one night is just, it's memories, it's, it's rejoice, it's celebration. Mm-hmm. And I got, I was fortunate to do that. Let's say, let's call it four times. Cause the fifth time, I don't think I was even there for it, but four times, okay. you know, four years in a row, it was like, we just hit. And you were talking a little bit about momentum and momentum in business is real. Ride that yep. wave. The, I would tell my guys, the hardest door to knock is right after you set up, a lead or an appointment, or if you never, if you don't set one up all day long, mm-hmm. right? You're either discouraged or you're happy and then you want to stop. No, 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 yep. no, 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 no. Don't stop. Don't stop. Be disciplined. Go all the way from A to Z every day. And at the end of the year, those numbers will account and make sense to you, right? Whether you have a bad day or a really mm-hmm. good day, ride that wave, get that momentum going. Yeah. Um, mom- yeah. Momentum. Momentum is huge. And it's, it is you're, you you hit the nose. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Nose on the head um, with momentum. You can once you once you have a success, it's very easy to then be like, cool, I did it. I'm going to sit back now. Mm-hmm. And that's that 
kills everything. Like in every single, any kind of step you make, um, that's just another step backwards. And so yeah, but don't don't be complacent. Like it's good to celebrate the win mm-hmm. and like and like live in that win. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely don't be complacent. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get in. Let's get into. Let's get into like what you're an expert in. Let's let's talk sales. Um, okay. I'm very passionate about sales and about sales in in the in the entire essence of like what sales is and what selling is. Um, but you have a really great sales process. So I'd love for you to just kind of walk us through um your sales process and and just the entire from beginning to start of maybe working with a new client maybe if that helps and what that looks like okay so you know prospecting whether you're at someone's doorstep or whether you're doing it online right which Mm -hmm. is what i do now you have to you have to wow people man you have to leave them in, in awe it doesn't have to blow their head off but it's gotta be like oh wow it's gotta make them tilt their head a little bit like huh that was really neat that was interesting it's got to be warm and welcoming. They've got to be comfortable with you and at ease with you. Mm-hmm. you. You can't be in their face and loud and like, you know, probably like how I was at the beginning of my internship, <laughs> you know, don't do that. But, yeah. uh, you know, be warm and welcoming, be genuine, um, and then be straight to the point. At that, that initial, that, you get mm-hmm. like two seconds of people's times, like warm and welcoming, be different, unique, find a way to do that, right? That's how my, why my, right. my videos work. They're unique and different. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly improving and innovating. Um, and then just, you know, tell them what you're doing. Luke, hey, I'm, I would love to build a sales team around your organization. I think you guys are fantastic. You've got a great product and service. Um, let's hop on a quick call to see if this is a natural fit. Boom, that's it. You're either exactly. interested or you're not. You don't need to send, you know, on LinkedIn now, I get like 20 messages that are automated and I don't respond yep. to any of them. Or I say, hey, man, let me help you out with that. We'll set up a meeting. And if <laughs> I end up taking over their, you know, their, their prospecting. So um, everyone to me is, you never know what's going to happen, right? Um, mm-hmm. At the beginning of my career, I would only talk to you if I could get something out of you. Right. Right? That was a huge lesson I had to learn. And now yeah. I talk with anybody and everybody because either they're going to be a perfect and potential client or they know somebody who is a perfect and potential client. And then mm-hmm. I can give to them whatever you know I can give to them. And it's just the experience of business change. It all changes. It alters when you are like, man, I just want to have a great time with people. I want to talk with people. I want to give back. Yep. I want to find out who I can help. If you're not running a business like that and you're just greedy and in it for the money, you're not going to be successful. Trust mm-hmm. me, I've been there, done that, and failed. Um, you want to create an empowering context for yourself to be able to be with people, to make a difference for people, and then the money comes, you know? Yep. I just finished reading uh, The Go-Giver. Uh, oh, I forget the author. Oh no, I'm terrible with author names. Um, and that's that's essentially what the book is all about is here. Okay. What, what are the different ways that you can give? And then what's the, the, what are the good consequences of those actions? Um, and it's, it's super interesting just seeing, seeing the difference in going for relationships rather than sales. And I learned that I, I, I learned that the hard way, having some ba- bad, bad sales, um, well, bad, some bad businesses um, and, just, and just selling the wrong way to the wrong people, selling the wrong thing. And... And when I started networking, everything changed. Because I was like, oh, I'm not here to sell. And I realized very quickly people who are there to sell and people who are there to make relationships. And it was a very stark difference to me because the people that are there to just sell are just walking around tables, putting business cards, saying, hey, let's schedule a call, let's schedule a call, let's schedule a call, and then leaving. And the people that are there for relationships sit at a table and just talk to people. Mm-hmm. And if someone asks and wait till someone asks for the business card. And that's why whenever someone tells me just go and you like give business cards to people I'm like, no, they have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my 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 cards. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like I'm not gonna give it to someone who's not at all interested in, in me. That's really and, smart, real quick, Luke. That's really smart yeah. because you know what's like the third or fourth thing you ask somebody after you meet up is what do you do? Yeah. If they ask you that, that's an open invitation. Now you get yep. to tell them and it's their idea. And it's just mm-hmm. natural, right? And then it's like, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I could use I could use better prospecting. I could use more clients. I'm right. Talked. Now and being able, meeting. right? And and I think you have a really cool. I mean, obviously, you've worked on it. You you you've grown, and you I can see that you put in work into your whole sales process. But I think you also have a, a very intuit uh, ability to be conversational when you're selling and just actually just talk and be like, Oh, what do you do? Oh yeah, I do this. And just, and be able to work in conversation. That's a skill. And that's something that I think is highly underrated with, with people when they're trying to get into sales or trying to get themselves to be a better uh, salesperson is to be conversational because like, what do you do? Oh, and then you see they, they launch into their, uh, their rehearsed elevator pitch. Oh yeah. And then you go, okay, cool. That didn't like, <laughs> like great. Let's move on. Like doesn't that doesn't inspire conversation, uh, which is which is so funny because the whole point of sales is to get is to have a conversation to get the back and forth, form the relationship, build a like no uh, no like trust, and then pitch and then get the sale. That's all. That's the whole point. And if you mm-hmm. and you what you're doing, you're stopping the conversation <laughs> right away <laughs> by just giving a a a, a brain dead pitch yep. of what you do. Um, and so that's so with, with with your process. Um, where do you advise if someone, especially like we have a lot of young professionals who listen to this podcast. Some yeah. even younger than young, you know, to, than like college graduates. Uh, I know we have a good amount of teenagers who listen to this. Mm-hmm. When people are looking to sell themselves or even just like like an idea, how do you recommend that they start? What are some tools? What are some processes that they need to learn or use? Um, you know. I would say that you've got to be willing to do the critical thinking and then the preparation work, like the planning. Um, And then you got to be willing to go take the action. And even with all that preparation and planning, fall on your face and adjust and pivot. Mm -hmm. Um, So critical thinking, planning, practicing, and then doing, right? So like Mm -hmm. start off with the planning and then go do it a bunch and then come back and regroup and do the critical thinking and track your numbers and see what worked and what didn't work and see if you can figure out and pinpoint why did that work? And why did that not work? And you can journal it, take a notes of it all. Like I don't journal anymore, yeah. but I used to. I'd say, this is what worked. I said this phrase today and it worked really well, Yeah. right? And I just started journaling. And then all of a sudden I have these phrases that just kind of come out of me at the appropriate time because I'm, you know, experienced in it. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to like, you got to do the thinking, man. You got to like sit there and just like plan and write and look so many people just are blindly doing and without any sort of introspection, yep. any yep. sort of game plan, be smarter than the competition, right? Be, be smarter than you were yesterday. Gather that, gather that experience and then mm-hmm. do it a lot. Whatever you're doing, do it a lot. I've knocked on thousands of doors. I've been in, I've been into people's homes thousands of times selling them stuff. Uh, now mm-hmm. I'm on, now I've, I've done thousands of zoom calls, right? Like it's just right. get your experience and just go do stuff. But then look at it, like yeah. have an open mind, ask for help. Your feedback is huge. 
Like oh, yeah. I, ask, I ask my wife and my friends and all these people <laughs> for feedback. I don't want to hear what they think I could do better, but I sit there and I smile and I write it down and then I go, and then I go try it off, it's, right? <laughs> yeah, please delve into the things that I'm doing wrong and just open all of my insecurities right now, please. Yeah. <laughs> Lay it all on the floor so we both know that this is what's going on. And I'll uh, be like, Tell me one thing that you like about me first and then dive into that. And then the end another thing you like yeah. about me. So I feel right? good. <laughs> yeah, the, the compliment sandwich. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Like, please, inst instructing people. Actually, instructing people how to give uh, feedback is actually a really important step in getting feedback because mm -hmm. you need to tell mm -hmm. someone because otherwise it's like um it's like interviewers who just say, tell me about yourself. Yeah. What What do you mean? What do you mean tell me about? What? What about? And when you say, give me feedback, well, what about? You know, like mm -hmm. uh, what you who you are and what you do is a huge subject. And then so be specific, be like, hey, by the way, so hey, what what am I what am I doing right? And I've done I've I've done this several me, not several I've done this many times. Uh, it's like oh, with my with my speaking, okay, hey, what did you think of that introduction? You know, like what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Did it grab your attention? Like how long were you interested in before you like started to lose interest? At what point did you were did you start to trust me and start to believe what I said was true? Like all those different things, those very specific asks. And that it makes it easier for the person you're asking too, right? Yeah, Luke, and this goes back to your, you know, speaking with confidence, finding your genuine mm -hmm. voice. It's like even even if with feedback, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm a very sensitive person, so I have mm -hmm. to deal internally with negative things that are thrown yep. away, right? But if yep. I can set it up properly and say, hey, Luke, I want you to give me, you know, three things that you love two things that you don't love and then one thing that you really love and that's, the <laughs> conversation. that's how it goes right. and then you get feet you get to be like okay you know i know mm -hmm. i'm a sensitive person I, I i you know the things that you say that are positive aren't just to like make me feel good yes that happens but it's also like okay that's working let's keep doing that or let's expand on that yep. and then this is what i need to get better at yep i, I even did it, right yeah yeah i even uh i did that when i was doing uh earlier this year I was doing some sales help for uh, my business partner actually before we actually formed our business, and um, I we you know it was inbound leads, so they're going through a, a Google ad, clicking you know book an appointment. I jump, I get on. I was trying to sell them first call. That was kind of the goal. Did it really work out? Like there's many things in place, but whenever someone would be like, no, 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 I'm not interested. Like don't, I'm not at all interested. And when I realized that, I really, like, there was there, and I, I, I've gone through all of my, oh, they said no, okay, I say this, they say no again, I say this, right? I've gone through all of those steps of, like, not taking no as an answer, and I realized, okay, no, this is not the right person to work with. I'd always say, okay, what is, the, what about this, um, did you, would you not find appealing? And I tried to get feedback, I'm like, I'm going to get something out of you. Like, I paid for you to click on my ad, well, it wasn't even my ad, uh, but to click on their ad, I'm spending my time on a call with you. You've gotten some valuable information because I talked to you about how you can do Google Ads um, and giving you some help on that. Give me some yeah. feedback. Yeah, man. It's, it, there's no wasted meeting. You either get no. feedback, you get a referral, you get a client, you get a follow-up. I mean, you just keep to ex you, you get to expand on what it is that you're up to, even if mm -hmm. it's a quote-unquote bad call or no right. interest, right? We'll right. see what else you can see and see how you can give to them. And then see mm -hmm. how they can get back to you, right? You, you, you reciprocate all of that. Exactly. Exactly. And make it and trying to make it as an even balance as possible. Well, what uh what is what does Gary Vee say? 51 49, you know, yes, giving 51, taking that. 49. Um and that's and that's my mindset has always been um more of like 
65-35 uh, just because mm-hmm. that's that's where I feel good. Like I like it, mm-hmm. so I might as well do it. And um, But I wanted to backtrack a little bit to what you were – I love how you're talking about applying critical thinking to sales and, mm-hmm. and learning and learning and growing your, as yourself as a salesperson. And I love focusing on reflecting and really taking time because I, I don't know about you. I feel like most of the sales world is, world is if you're not on the phone or in a meeting, you're wasting time. And there's that pressure, especially when there's quotas, especially when you're just trying to start out something, you're trying to make something work, and maybe you're running out of money, and you're trying to make something work. Reflecting seems like can seem like a waste of time, and I absolutely love, you know, taking that time to okay, let's think about what you're doing, mm-hmm. let's 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 document, let's go over that documentation, and then let's see where we need to adapt. Because yeah, the blind doing things. I mean, I've, I've, I've uh, given, I've had some coaching uh, with some college students who wanted to, uh, well, one in particular, really bright guy, smart, like he was very eager to learn and to take action. But he wanted to start an ad agency, and I said, "Oh, cool. What's your experience with Facebook ads?" He's like, "Oh no, I don't know. I've never never run an ad." I'm like, but you want people to pay you. So I'm like, either you need to get a client and learn really fast. <laughs> and that, that's a strategy. It's terrifying, but people have done that. But I'm like, are you just, you really need to learn this first. I'm like, you need, you need, to, you need to put your priorities in order. Learn how to do what you're promising to do and then make the sales. And yeah. you can do those at the same time, but uh, make sure you can follow through and, and yeah. really <laughs> and think about it first. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in a, I started a startup, right? We're three mm-hmm. weeks in. So every night, man, I check the bank account. Yep. Check your bank account, guys. It tells you what's so. <laughs> and then you get to deal with it. And it's not always pretty, yep. but then you get to do something about it. You're not just blindly mm-hmm. hoping. So check your bank account. Do your finances, right? Go, yep. what, are your, what are your expenses? What are your variable expenses, right? What can you cut mm-hmm. out? If you are not dealing with that, then you're not running a business. It's, yep. a, it's a hobby. It's a, it's a hope. It's a dream. Get to what's so every day, right? Just look at what is actually going on in reality with my expenses in the business. And then, man, I take out this, uh, I've got this, uh, art. I'm not an artist, right? But I have this art mm-hmm. book, right? And at oh, the end it. of every day, I, um, I start writing my ideas. I start journaling a little bit. I, um, come up with different ways. And, uh, this is just gives me space to think, critically and creatively. Yeah. There's nothing I'm trying to get out of it. I'm just like, here's my sales process now. Here's where the business is now. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like this name. Oh, I just thought of this person. Oh, I just, I should connect with them tomorrow. It's just a way for me to get all that stuff out of my head, right? Onto a piece of paper. And that's where my really big ideas have come from. When I journal and I will shower or something or go on and I'm just like, oh my God, I've just got the next, it just happened today. I went on a hike this morning with my wife and my dog and I was like, Babe, I just have such a good idea. Right? It'll just come to you, but you've got to be willing to do the critical thinking and, and, and right. get to what's so and like really be inside of the business. Yeah, I love the free form of it. Um, that's something that I need to get back into doing because uh, I journal right now. I have like an online thing that just it keeps everything so I can do it from my phone or my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need I need I definitely need I, I need to find my paper and do more free form stuff because mm-hmm. when you're constricted, it, it leads in a very it's very point A, point B. 
And with that, there's very little creative freedom. And in, in the creative freedom, and that's how, that's where all ideas come from is, yeah. is creative freedom. Like walking, um, I remember when I first started learning psychology and I was just like rap, just like, just eating up everything about psychology because I was just fascinated by it. And um, I remember seeing something that stuck with me is talking about how um, nature has um, lends itself to creativity. One, because like it's oxygen, it's light, but also just the way nature is structured, like it's, it's, it, the, the lines are free flowing and that, and that alone can vastly improve the way your mind actually connects mm. thoughts. Mm. And it's such yeah. like a weird thing that that's why, like, I love like having flowers or having greenery around the house. Um, and just, and just being outside and just letting that nature flow. But um, I actually want to um, talk now about being confident in, in your sales process. And specifically, um, if you have certain things, certain thought process, certain actions, certain like physical ways of expressing confidence that you've discovered and that you're working on or maybe something that you really want to work on. Yeah. I mean, when you're at the beginning of something, um, you know, confidence comes from practice and experience, right? But when you're at the mm -hmm. very beginning of something and you don't have that, you don't have confidence or it's fake or yep. you don't have experience <laughs> and you know it, man, mm -hmm. say that if I'm in front of a client, you know, I've said like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm not good at this yet. I apologize. And then they're like, Oh no, no, you're doing right. and, then, and then all of a sudden they're on your team and they're like, we want yep. you to do well. Right? They're rooting for you. They want to like, give you the sale. Like, yep. Exactly. Like when, when you see someone kind of struggling in public speaking, all of a sudden you, you're like, no, you can do this. Go get through this. Right. right? Empathy kicks yeah. in and you're like, come on, you yep. got this. Yep. Same thing in sales, man. I've backtracked thousands of times where I'm just like, Oh, I did not say that right. I'm so sorry. Or this is, this is, I'm trying something new out and it's not working. You know, bear with mm -hmm. me here. I'm really sorry about that. I'm really yep. not that good at this yet. Man, take it on the chin. Just address what's there. That's part mm -hmm. of your authentic voice. If you're yep. in a conversation and you're in a sales meeting and you're not like present and you're just dealing with how bad you're doing, say something or do something different. Yep. You know, don't yeah. be afraid of that. That's okay. That's genuine. Because mm -hmm. you got to remember, the person on the other side is a human being too, with their own set of insecurities, their own set of like, mm. am I doing this right? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, and they're trying to make decisions on the fly as well. And you're both there, so you might as well, like, you might as well address it, you know, yeah. and and create that real human connection, right? Because yeah. part of human connection is being vulnerable and seeing failings. Like, your best friends. You've seen them through some serious failings, and so and they have too. They've seen you through that yeah. as well, mm -hmm. and that's what bonds you. Success yeah. only can bond you so much, but it's failures. I mean, every movie ever, <laughs> and I, people bond through failure. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, when someone's real with me and it's not pretty, man, I yeah. just I love them so much more for just being real oh, yeah. instead of a fake facade of how great everything is. It's like, man, mm -hmm. things aren't always this great like let's talk about what's really going on and then you're left freed up they're left closer to you it's a pod man just be real with people and they'll mm -hmm. be real back to you yep because people are really good at, at sensing fakeness and they might not be able to put the finger on it like most people are not trained to be like oh well you did this you said this you looked at this certain way that's why i feel like you're being fake but it's very it's a very intimate thing because i mean it's survival instinct to know if some if you can trust somebody because yeah. it can be dangerous if you don't, um, and that we've stuck with that. And so by being open, that lowers the bars, right? No like and trust, all that's already there. You're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They're your friends, 
And it's it is it is really interesting, and that's where I find I think that's one reason why um, a lot of my speaking, a lot of the things I do have worked, is simply because I'm like I don't I don't care. Like if you if you don't like me because I'm telling you about my authentic life, cool. Like <laughs> go like go somewhere else where, where people are fake with you, and they'll give you the ten most inspiring things in the world, and this is how you can create real success with three words. That's like I'm like no, none of that's real. Mm-hmm. Like that'll get you motivated for about five seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, you go right back to the way you're living and authentic. And if you want change and then you have to, you have to actually be real. And that's actually really, that's an interesting thing. Now you got my brain working, uh, because now I'm thinking about it in the sales, in the sales room. If you want that person to change, cause you know, they need to change in order to survive. Um, they have to be real with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, they ha- and you have to dig and you have to dig that up and that can be difficult. So I think that's, you know, kind of my secret in, in meetings is yeah. they know that I'm being so real with them. I even try to, I might even go over the top with it and like be really vulnerable <laughs> and there's courage yeah. with that. Like it takes mm-hmm. courage because you're putting your heart out there and you're exposed, right? So yeah. you know what? I know that I'm going to have to deal with stuff in sales meetings and relationships if I'm being that real and open and people are going to reject it don't make that don't do anything with that that's they're just not your person right it's yep. okay love them up and move on to the next person <laughs> right love them up move on to the next lead them with something great it's not about you it's about them and then go on to the next you know thing but i don't want to step over like it really takes courage to find and speak your 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 truth your authentic self mm-hmm. with confidence it's a practice and the more you practice being vulnerable right the more you practice saying what needs to be said it'll mm-hmm. become natural to just be that way exactly with everybody yeah, it's it's literally it's just a skill. It, it, it's not like it's not like something that some people are just like. No, that person is just like super like vulnerable, and I can never do that. I can never be brave like that. It's like no, it's literally just a skill. Like I I was not a good public speaker. I was kind of bad, and I spent t- what three years before I would call myself a good public speaker. Hmm. Yeah. And that's giving you know like you know close to a hundred talks during that time. Um, and just falling flat on my face over and over and over again. It's just it's the same thing. It's just a skill. And I think that's the more the more we think about things, it's just a skill to learn rather than something that's like, oh, that just that's their identity. They're just bold. I'm like, sure, some people are bolder, but they have to learn how to and to actually make that effective, to enhance it um, and keep it that way because it's not yeah. easy. I, I you know I love I love sports and I love business uh, mm-hmm. because. People are gifted at the, with different things, right? Right. I can't. I'm not six seven. I don't have. Kids, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. I'm not. You know. I can't jump high and run fast. But you know, you can learn something, right? You can acquire mm-hmm. skills and be really good at what you what you want to be really good at. Same thing with business. I wasn't born knowing mm-hmm. how to run businesses. I wasn't born knowing mm-hmm. how to golf or play baseball or football or basketball. It's like you learn these things. You so the good news is anybody can acquire these skills. That's the good yep. news. If you want to learn something, put in the work. Put in three years of terrible public speaking, and then you'll be good at it, right? Yep. How bad do you want it? So great message, Luke. I love that. Yep. That's awesome. And that's and that's actually something. So I don't follow sports really that much. I was never like raised, you know, in a, like a sports household, and so I never really learned the love. But I did have a very special love for Kobe Bryant, um, and that's I was really like out of out of everyone this year who has passed away. Like he 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 is that really shook me because um, I was reading a book uh, called Relentless. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic absolutely just 
mind blowing, like how cool um, it is. And uh, again, I forget the author's name. Uh, he's Tim, like Tim Garver. Tim, yeah, or yeah, something like that. It's something like Michael that. Jordan's trainer. Um, yeah, and so he yeah. trains a bunch of top athletes, and he talked about Kobe specifically, and how. He was talented, of course. Like, of course, he had talent, but he wasn't as good as top athletes. And the way he got to his place is he just trained harder and better. And he just he just figured out. And his whole thing was that, yeah, I'm not naturally as gifted. That doesn't matter. I'm going to be better. Yeah. And just finding ways. And, and sometimes it's like, fi- it's not just doing the same thing more. Sometimes finding a new way to do things, finding, you know, innovations. Um, and he was just like a super inspiring person to me just because I'm like, yeah, I can like, there's a ton of stuff that I want to do that I'm not naturally gifted at. And I have to make the decision of whether I, how badly I want it. Because if I do, then I'll make it happen. Yeah, I mean, Kobe was just such a unique guy. Like, I, when he yeah. died, it was—I was actually going to the Nuggets game that night with my friend. Oh, there was, wow. there was a day game, and he came over. He goes, "Dude, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash." Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was fake. You know, I was like, "There's no right. way." And you know, that hit me hard. Kobe's death because he was a role mm-hmm. model of mine. Um, mm-hmm. I've listened to there's a podcast called the uh, A Rod A Rod Corp with mm-hmm. uh, Big Cat from Barstool and Alex Rodriguez, and they interview Kobe. And I've listened to that interview Mm -hmm. more than 10 times and i loved it i was you know impacted by it and to lose someone like that is surreal because they almost seem larger than life so right bryant like he seems he seems larger than life like like nothing could kill him you know yeah because he's battled and he works his butt off and he was just getting his business career started he had a family that he was like really really in love with you could tell Mm -hmm. so it just didn't make sense so right you know but what Kobe wanted to do was impact the future. That's yep. like, what was his next mission was to impact mm-hmm. the future. And he, through his death, weirdly enough, he's doing that. People are, you know, really yeah. taking on his qualities and really taking on his work ethic and being inspired by it. So, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, Kobe, man. He had a huge impact on my life. Yep. Oh, yeah, me too. And um, with that, I think that's a great place to wrap up our conversation. Um, there are so many good clips out of this. I'm going to struggle to just choose a few <laughs> to post. Um, the whole thing will be up, you know, on YouTube as well. Um, awesome. So I definitely recommend watching as well. Um, but first of all, uh, where can people go uh, to find more about you? So the best place that I'm always on is LinkedIn. So just mm-hmm. go, just type in Shane. S-H-A-N-E, Lieber, L-E-E-V as in Victor, E-R, and LinkedIn. Connect with me. We'll talk there. Uh, I am starting up a company called Tilted Monkey. It's a prospecting uh, LinkedIn Ooh. prospecting company, kind of a lead generation, but with unique videos, the ones that connected us. Right? Yes. So I just yes. met with my, uh, my videographer is a 10-time Emmy Award winning guy. I am so fortunate to have been connected Whoa. with him. Just met with him last night. We have some fire, 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 and innovative uh, prospecting videos coming out that anybody, any, any of my it. clients can use. Um, but here's the catch. I'm about to have my first, <laughs> my first baby girl is my wife is nine months pregnant. It's going to happen any moment now. So if you hit me up, wow. give me some time. Right? I'm not going to get to you until November or December, but I will, I will hit you back. And, yeah. um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I've been working with a company called Metagrowth where we build sales teams for people as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm happy to chat with anybody, hit me up uh, and I'll get back to you. Yep, I very much recommend. I'm gonna. I'll have your link um, in the show notes uh, to your to your LinkedIn. Definitely recommend. Shoot him a message. You know, uh, don't make it automated because he has a little rocket ship in front of his name, That's so right. he'll know if it's automated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, I definitely recommend saying hi, asking a question. You know, talking to you. 
Uh, we had a great conversation last week. Congratulations. You know, that's a huge, just uh, the business and, you know, having a little baby. That's, that's a huge, big change your life. And a baby. It's basically having two babies yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> with different sets of problems. Okay. And finally, of course, we want to leave. What's a, <clears throat> a final message that you want to leave to anyone listening who's looking to look, looking to sell themselves, looking to sell their ideas, looking to get into a sale, like a sales career. What do you want to say to them? Yeah, man, I'm going to, I'm going to steal a Kobe Bryant message. Um, okay. He, you know, talked about how it's different to get into the NBA. It's you have to solve your own puzzle. Same thing with business mm-hmm. and sales. You, you've got, Luke, you have a different puzzle to solve than I do, right? We have yeah. different paths. If you know something's possible, or if you sense that it could be possible, you just have a puzzle to solve. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with good people, pitch everybody, you know, talk with everybody, you know, uh, and keep going, man. You, you've got this. You just have a, a puzzle to solve. Solve that puzzle and make that ideal business happen, that dream business happen, that dream relationship happen. Solve your puzzle. Don't stop until it's solved and then create another puzzle to solve, right? We're going to yep. constantly be growing and be up to something. So you guys got this. Whatever your vision is, whatever your dream is, you, you've got this. Just put in the work and solve your puzzle. Make it happen. Solve your puzzle. Awesome. Great way to end it. Love talking with you so much, Shane. I know we're going to be in conversations, you know, or, or like I'm definitely going to keep up with you. Anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely Anytime. love what you're doing. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. You can find the show notes and all our recordings at cwcpodcast.com. Uh, definitely connect with Shane. I'd love to hear from you, too. And of course, if you're on iTunes love that five-star review helps out do that on every podcast you listen to best way to help them out do what you love and remember to always stay on the positive side of things Mm